This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio with guest host Jane Brown. Prince Harry and Duchess Meghan and their announcement that they plan to step back from their senior roles in Britain's royal family and become more financially independent and spend more time in North America. But the monarch may not be taking too well to the news. A statement on behalf of Queen Elizabeth has since been released, which says, quote, We understand their desire to take a different approach, but these are complicated issues that will take time to work through. And what are people in Britain saying? This man in Windsor says he suspected Harry and Meghan would leave their positions long ago. In that respect, they should get out of that house at, down here in Frogmore, find a flat like the rest of everybody else in the country, and move into a flat. Or if they're going to Canada, which I expect is probably where they end up, as they seem to like that neck of the woods, then go. But don't expect us to support you because you can support yourself. Go because you can support yourself. What do you, what do you think about Harry and Meghan's decision to begin the process to step back? Neil Sam and I received a lot of reaction to this question on Zoomer Radio's Facebook page today. Most of you understanding and compassionate. Well, here's your opportunity to voice your opinion on the radio. 416-360-0740 or toll free 1-866-740-4740. Now, if you read Zoomer magazine and go online to everythingzoomer.com, you will regularly see articles about the Royals. So we thought we would go to Suzanne Boyd, publisher and editor-in-chief of Zoomer magazine. Thanks for coming in, Suzanne. Oh, thanks for having me. What was your personal reaction to Harry and Meghan's announcement? It was good for them. Yeah. And good for Canada. I mean, they were just here. Um, Their return to royal duties um, just seems so long ago, but only two days ago, by going to Canada House in London and thanking Canada for all the warmth they received in their six weeks hiatus. They looked amazing, really refreshed and happy. And then they made this announcement saying they will spend half their time in North America and Canada's in North America. So I think it's really good and good for them, too, just as people and as a couple and for what they say they want to do with their platform. And why do you say good for them? Because this does uh, chink the armor a little bit on the royal family. Well, I think it's good for them because I think they've been in an untenable position um, since they got married. It was everyone loved the story. A wonderful, self-made woman who had worked in philanthropy fell in love with our dashing Prince Harry who wanted to change the world. And then the tabloids and, you know, just went in for her and she's been targeted. And they spoke out just before um, Christmas in that documentary from South, their South Africa tour where they said it's been tough and very hard and they took a step back. And for Harry, I think, you know, Prince Charles has for a couple of years now been streamlining the monarchy and it's all been about the Cambridge line of succession. And we've seen in the last couple of months pictures of the Queen, Prince Charles, yes. William and Prince George and that's how it should be. And in 20, 2017, Prince Harry said, you know, it's going to be all about William's children. I have to find my way in the royal family. So they are a very unique couple. Apple. 
Um, they are committed to the Commonwealth, which is global, and I think they want to use the platform in a different way to modernize how they approach the institution. And I think it's complicated, but I think it's also a good thing. So I guess maybe in order to move forward, we need to look back a little bit in terms of the kind of money that they receive now and what's expected of them for this money. So basically, that's where the complication comes in. And I think, again, it's damned if they do, damned if they don't. Because a lot of you, when you read the, the, the comments, which I try not to do, um, because some of them are quite harsh, it's all about, well, you know, we pay their way. We refurbished Frogmore Cottage where they live. We paid for the wedding. We, but that wedding brought in $1.6 billion worth of tourism dollars. So so they're saying, and but they've been criticized for, you know, going on vacation on private jets and all this sort of stuff. And I think they're saying, if we earn our own money, then we won't be criticized the same way. Mm -hmm. So there are many royals who support the Queen who work, like Princess Beatrice and Princess Eugenie, but they're not senior working royals. So they're saying, we can be royal and support our patronages, support the Queen, including our Commonwealth duties, but at the same time, make a living the way other royals do. And that's become sort of the crux of the matter. But they would also still receive some money from Her Royal Highness. Well, I didn't have a chance to read through everything on their website. Website, yeah. Even though they put it out there because the website kept crashing okay. because of all the interest. But <laughs> for we, sure. we're about to post a story on it, which explain it all. I think they would still have to obviously have security, especially that they have the HRH titles. They're not. I think some of the headlines have been unfair to them because it's, it, the headlines are saying we quit. They didn't say that. That's right. They say we want to work differently within the institution. I think the bigger issue is now the reports coming out this morning that um, it wasn't all figured out, as the Queen statement alluded to. It hasn't been all worked out. So some are saying maybe they jumped the gun on the announcement. Right. Maybe shouldn't have put it out quite yet. When you read their Instagram announcement, it is nowhere near what the British media ended up doing with the news. Exactly. They made it their own news. Well, this is it. And that's part of the problem. And I think part of the problem is when quite emotional Harry, you know, Prince Harry has said he blames the tabloids for what his mother went through and how she died. And, you know, in the, again, in that document in South Africa, when they announced the lawsuit of the of the mail on Sunday, it was about how the tabloids have really pursued Megan and made life difficult for her. And so this proves their point. It, it, they didn't say they quit. The tabloids have said they quit. Right. Do and we even know if the Queen is furious? Well, exactly. The, the tabloid knows. Has the Queen told anyone she's furious? We don't know that. So I see why this proves their point. Well, in even some of the more reputable organizations mm-hmm. like the Associated Press mm-hmm. uh, were reporting this morning that the Queen was blindsided. Mm-hmm. Well, it certainly doesn't look like she was blindsided. Well, I think that you see that's where it gets into like the quibbling and the splitting of hairs because because on the Sussex Royal announcement yesterday, it's the last line said we were working with the Duke of Cambridge, Prince William, um, Prince of Wales, Prince Charles and the Queen and all relevant parties. And, you know, so that made it seem they knew about the announcement. The British press, reputable ones, are saying they had 10 minutes for the before the announcement and the Queen had forbade them from making the announcement. We don't know if that's true. Right. I think we have to take the Buckingham Palace statement as it is, which is a bit terse. 
So, I mean, you take that for what it is. But the news is now out, and we'll have to see how this rolls out. It's a 21st century monarchy. I mean, every new person who has come in has been has changed it. Prince, when Pr- Prince Philip came in, the queen moved to Malta for four years after she was married to him, before she took the throne. And she was living the life of a naval wife, and he was considered a bit unsuitable because he was a penniless prince. You know, when Diana came in, she changed things and was much more open. So every generation generation of the monarchy has had a member that has changed it. And the change, I think, has only made it stronger because it's made it more part of the times. We want to hear from you, the Zoomer radio listener, what you think about Harry and Meghan stepping back as senior royals and becoming more financially independent and maybe even spending some time here in Toronto. 416-360-0740. Toll free 1-866-740-4740. We'll go to the phones. Darko in Etobicoke, you have the yep. first word. Go ahead. Maybe, maybe I'll get my either my cynical approach or, or my not so cynical. My first cynical one: if they may, if they do make a clean break and they have charities, maybe they're not under as much scrutiny from the royal family on how money's used. So I would I would say that as being one thing that would would be could be a reason why you want to you want to leave, right? Because I mean, charities today bring in a lot of money. So financially, they still people still get money from their charities as long as a certain amount goes out. So, I mean, that's my cynical side uh, of, of that. But, um, you know, on the other hand, maybe they, they don't want to stay in Britain. They want to come to Canada or the United States. And, and that way they wouldn't, you know, because they're not getting money, they would be, you know, not be tied to sort of saying you got to stay here. And, and like this year, they didn't stay Christmas in, in, the, in the England with the Queen. So I, I don't know if that would be one of the issues. Okay, well, thank you for calling in. Thanks for your thank interest. You. I, 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 I wonder think that, too, has yes. been misinterpreted because them not staying for Christmas with the Queen. Well, there's many Christmases where Prince William and Kate, Kate, Duchess of Cambridge, haven't stayed with the Queen. They've gone to the Middleton family and spent Christmas separately. So there is precedent for not every senior royal being at Sandringham for the Queen. I mean, I think everything Harry and Meghan does, it gets more of a spotlight and more criticism than when say William and Kate does it and I think that's part of what you know people have gone after Meghan in a different way than they've gone after other royals even though they're all criticized but with her it's been particular and a bit more targeted. We're with Suzanne Boyd publisher and editor-in-chief of Zoomer magazine and Zoomer magazine and everything zoomer.com often has features about the royals. What is it about the royals that and you know Meghan and and Harry and of course uh, Kate and Will and even the Queen to some extent as she's now 93 years old. What is it about the royals that intrigues us Canadians? Well, I think there's several things. I think it's the royals are just like us, so we sort of see them ourselves in them because they're a family at the heart of the matter, but also there's all this pomp and circumstance and history around it and the fascination runs just so deep because there's the upstairs-downstairs aspect of it and the more we learn about the royalty with things like shows like The Crown yes, which goes back and for us, the Queen has been on the cover four times. They've all been bestsellers. She's beloved. And I think part of it, um, we did a story on our uh, 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 called 
the secrets of royal longevity 10 years ago, and it's still one of our highest clicked on stories of all time when we did Prince Philip. So I think the longevity, the Judy, the keep going and the resilience of her reign and of her person. And then the family matters. You know, it's generational now. Now she has great great grandchildren and they're all coming up. We see them on Instagram now. The royal family has modernized through social media and they're part of our lives and we are part of the Commonwealth and we like most Canadians like having that relationship. Oh, and you're absolutely right. Their longevity really does speak to the Zoomer philosophy <laughs> of, of Moses' philosophy that the way to keep going is to keep going. Yeah, I mean, you see still pictures of the Queen riding a horse, right? you know, not even side saddle, like at 93, she's all, you know, <laughs> she's driving. I mean, Prince Philip, unfortunately, had an accident yes. and had to stop driving, but he still does the carriage racing. He was in the hospital for four days over Christmas, but he left and walked out on his own steam and climbed into the Land Rover on his own steam. So the fact that they are just modeling this sort of working and retiring when it's when it's necessary, but still staying engaged and exercising. It's very relatable and very inspiring. And Prince Charles, like, you know, having had the longest Prince of Wales reign in history and now is taking on Prince Regent roles and is really, you know, I think the times have really caught up with Prince Charles before, you know, in the 80s and 70s, he was ridiculed for being organic and eco and yes. conservatism and, you know, and talking about architecture and how it really affects wellness. And the world has caught up with him. And and so, you know, he has come into his own at 70. Finally, he's now popular and people think that, you know, Camilla, they've accepted her for after all that heartache and drama and scandal. And so I think we, we see their lives evolve and they get to a place of, you know, the way we all can and do and go through things in life. And I think that's why we like to watch them and like to like them. I know you're enjoying listening to Suzanne Boyd. I, I find it quite intriguing to sit here and listen. But I want you to pick up the phone as well and tell us what you think about Harry and Meghan's move to step back from their senior royal duties. And maybe spend some time here in Toronto, certainly in Canada, North America. Uh, your reaction to this at do you support them? Uh, do you feel that they, uh, in making their own lives, still as part of the royal family, but independent from the royal family, is that appropriate? Can you have it all when you're a royal? 416 360 Toll free one eight six six seven forty four seven forty. Do you think Suzanne that Megan has really? I mean, certainly we know how badly she's been treated by the press in Britain. But compared to her life here in Toronto, when for several years she lived anonymously, really mm-hmm. amongst all of us, mm-hmm. she certainly wasn't with Harry then, but she was a well-known actress. Um, do you think she's she's feeling the pull of her life? Like her life is more North American than it is British by a long shot. Uh, yeah, I think, well, you know, the, the thing about Meghan Markle and why she's so fascinating is she was not the normal sort of girl woman who would marry someone like Harry. Because if you look at the model of Kate and William, they met in university. You know, so she had nine years to acclimatize herself to this sort of you know, life and seeing what being a royal bride would look like. With Meghan Markle, she was a fully formed 38-year-old person, self-made, had worked all her life at different jobs, had climbed her way 
to, you know, to this great job on a, a hit show Suits and was doing all this philanthropy on her own. So she came into this fully formed and, and quite sophisticated and quite a strong person who I'm a feminist and this is who I am. I'm a biracial feminist. I'm proud of where I'm from and this is who I am. Prince Harry seemed to be, and you know, this is just me looking at things he said, seemed to be searching for direction. Like he talked about in 2017, should I leave the royal family? You know, after I left the army, I didn't know, you know, I felt great in the army because I wasn't a prince, I was a soldier and I knew what all the parameters were. So how, what, how can I make the most of my role? I think together they have really inspired each other to do to do something amazing, and I think that's what they're trying to do, to use themselves in the best possible way to build something globally. And I think that's amazing. And and I think, you know, I don't think they were prepared. I mean, maybe they were prepared. Uh, the first statement he ever made when the news broke that they were romancing here in Toronto in November 2016, and he put out a statement saying she's been attacked, she's been targeted, it's racist, it hurts me that I can't protect her um, from this sort of press, and it just sort of snowballed from there. So I think that's what's been really hard, like the outlandish criticism, the headlines that are so misleading. Like, I, I remember seeing one, not that I want to repeat it, that how, like, you know, she's known to like avocado toast from her, you know, website before she became a royal. And there was a headline saying, you know, her favorite avocados tied to terrorism because of some, you know, and I think that's one of the things mentioned in her lawsuit of the Mail on Sunday. And, and that's just outrageous, you know. It is outrageous. And so I think that's, you know, there's tabloids in North America. There is, you know, People Magazine and all that stuff. But I think the British tabloids have a particular way of focusing on someone and they picked her. And what are your thoughts about the way that Harry has compared the way that Meghan has been treated by the British press to the the way his mother, Princess Diana, was treated and ultimately ended up dying as a result of how she was treated. Oh, yeah. I think that, you know, it's something he said many times. He said he's still traumatized by it. And he did he did directly address that in when he did the statement about suing the Mail on Sunday. And he said, precisely, I've seen what they've done to my mother and I won't let it happen to my wife. Right. And, you know, you have to believe him that that's what he feels in his heart. And that's probably part of the why they're doing this to try and set different parameters now that they have a child as well, I think, you know, that makes it even more serious to them. And it seems as though, based on their statement yesterday, that they do want to still raise Archie in a royal way mm-hmm. with uh, an homage to his heritage. But they also, he he comes from both sides of the pond, right? Well, this is it. And, and again, it's sort of like, and I think that's why they didn't, you know, he could have had a title at birth and they did not, um, ex- you know, want a title for him. And so I think they're trying to walk a new line. And it's always difficult when people try to be first and right. do something different. Uh, let's go back to the phones here, Suzanne. Linda in Burlington, what do you think about Harry and Meghan's decision? Go ahead, Linda. Oh, hi. Um, I just wanted to say I, I think it's great what they're doing and that the press needs to back off. So in terms of the reaction, how do you think the world should be reacting to this? I think that they, they should be accepting it. It's about time that the, some of the, the royals started to take on a life outside of the family. And I think it's great that they want to try and make their own income. 
Yes, and that's, uh, I mean, in terms of, and thanks for calling in, Linda, and we'll wrap up the topic here shortly. In terms of the money they can actually make in being financially independent, it seems like there are any number of ways they can go, even Harry being involved in a documentary with Oprah Winfrey. Apple TV. I mean, books, um, documentaries, um, you know, she's already edited the September issue of British Vogue. But um, about six months ago, there was news that they had trademarked several products with the Sussex Royal brand. And at the time, I didn't know if it was just to prevent others from doing it. But it maybe they're going to build, you know, global brand and the money from those products can support their foundation. Um, I guess it's all going to roll out. But um, they I've read some criticism about them wanting to go into commerce. But we do know that Prince Charles has been in commerce for a long time as well. This is the Duchy of Cornwall products. And, you know, so he's been selling organic food for years and he has farms. So it's, again, not unusual, you know, for senior royals to be in commerce. But, of course, they'll be criticized in a different way because that's what people do. But I do think, you know, again, you know, damned if they do, damned if they don't. They say that the public spends too much on them, but they now they want to make their own money and they're going to be criticized for that. So I think they just have to do what's in their hearts and what they feel is best for them and their family. And um, and I think they believe in the royal family as well. Right. And everything will play out just fine. <laughs> Suzanne Boyd, thank you so much for coming in. Thanks for having me. And uh, we encourage you to regularly check out Zoomer magazine and everythingzoomer.com. Stories are being published hourly on everythingzoomer.com in addition to the magazine on your newsstands. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.